everyone. This is Alex Mathers and I'm making a conscious effort to talk really slowly today. It's episode four of the Red Lemon Show broadcasting to you from Bangkok, Thailand. It is raining. Yes, you guessed correct. In case you didn't tune into earlier episodes, I just to remind you of who I am and why on earth you should be listening to this. I am a illustrator. I have been doing illustrations for clients since I was 22 or so. Um, I'm 33 now, so that's a good decade and a bit. And I have worked with clients from Google to the BBC, Craft, Saatchi and Saatchi, Mars. And uh, I also do a bit of writing. I write on redlemonclub.com. I also write for Medium. I have been a coach, especially for other illustrators, but also creatives uh, of all kinds and sizes and shapes and forms. I am also, what else, what, else, what else do I do? I do illustrations in a slightly different form than I used to. So my, my style has evolved a little bit since I uh, worked predominantly with vector illustrations using Adobe Illustrator in my 20s. And now I've shifted to a little bit more of a, a watercolory slash hand-drawn style. And you'll see a lot of that on Red Lemon Club Instagram. So that's a very rough overview of what I do. Hopefully I can persuade a few more of you to listen to me into the longer term with what I'm about to tell you, although I haven't even planned it yet. Again, an unscripted episode, but a little bit of fun and interest, I hope. Now, folks, before we get into the nitty, gritty, dirty juiciness of this episode, let me bring your attention to a couple of things I wanted to highlight before we before we dig in. Firstly, if you haven't already joined the Red Lemon Club newsletter, please do that. You can do that on the redlemonclub.com site. You just chuck in your email and you will receive updates on upcoming podcasts, new articles that I put out, new interesting, exciting, shiny new products, including, uh, for example, the upcoming planner. That will be shared with you through the newsletter. So do make sure you remember there. Uh, it's always a joy to have new people sign up for that and feel that Red Lemon Club growing stronger and more creative and juicy over time. The second thing is we have set up a new Slack channel which uh, allows a huge range of creative minds to come together in one in one place, an online forum uh, beautifully designed through Slack. Uh, we have multiple channels from um, the visual arts to writers to... Uh, graphic designers, developers, blockchain, productivity discussions, motivation, setting up goals. You can find other people there to, to, to keep accountable with other people. Go to redlemonclub.com forward slash slack and you will need to fill in a, a survey really quickly. I just run through the applications, make sure that none of you are nuts and you should find yourself a place on the slack, at least for the time being. So hurry up and go and do that. Let's get into this episode then. Today... We are going to answer <clears throat> a question from a lovely reader who goes by the name of Kate Johnson, who is a writer and a growth manager. Now, I wish I could figure out what a growth manager is. I don't think I've ever heard of one of those. Sorry, Kate. Uh, here's the question. Is there any way to define voice or style except a large volume of trial and error? So basically, is there a way to develop a style without the obvious, which is to just constantly 
tr- uh, use trial and error. So do something, and then if it doesn't work, then then shift your track and try something else. So this we'll chat about style with regards to any kind of creative form. Let's say for this episode, rather than just rather than a, a specific profession. Let's talk about style in in a general sense. Um, voice in this case. I am lumping it into the same bracket as as style. Style and voice will will say is the same kind of thing. So, style, what is it? I mean, is it important? Do we do we need to be pursuing style, or should we should we be spreading ourselves thin in terms of the style, uh, in preference for doing more stuff on in more mediums and with more with more of a sort of spread out focal point? Do we want a style? Well, style style is useful. Style helps us stand out. Style is in itself a unique selling point, which is important in marketing lingo as something that um, will stand you apart from the rest, which is what you need when you are um, marketing yourself as a creative or a small business or whatever. You need, you need to be seen to be different than anyone else. And style is one of those things. The style of your work, um, the style of your creative output is one of those things that will contribute to to you standing out. So yes, it does have a lot of significance, especially in the creative world. It does help to have a style of of what the way that you work, the way that you present yourself. Um, I'm talking about the art in this case. Of course, style can also re- reflect you know how you look and how you set up your website and all the other kinds of elements of aesthetic that comes with your brand. But in this case. I'm going to be talking about your creative style. So whether that be through your writing, how you write, how you uh, illustrate, how you paint, how you make sculptures. There is there is what I've seen in people that tend to stand out in those fields and do very well. They tend to have a very strong style. And you can probably agree if you do a, do a search through Instagram, for, for example, at some of your favorite artists, they tend to have quite a unique and strong style that not very many, if any, people match in terms of its aesthetic or its sound or its or its just general style. So how do we develop a style? Let's let's talk a little bit about my own. So when I first started out as an illustrator, I didn't even plan to be an illustrator for a start. So I got into this uh, illustration racket uh, through a rather greedy need to make the elusive passive income. So I, I found a site called iStock Photo. You've probably heard me talk about this a million times. And I used that as a platform to, or in the hope of generating some income. So I added loads and loads of illustrations. And in the early days of that, I put in anything I could think of to draw uh, using Adobe Illustrator, effectively. So it was it was it was digital illustration, but the the, the pieces tended to be very broad and very um, wide in their style. There was no distinct style in the early days. But over time, um, as more and more pieces would be accepted by the inspectors who worked like busy rats in the back stage, in the back behind the scenes, um, I would start to get more of an idea of what kinds of things the market. Uh, enjoyed and the market would pay for um, so that was a really interesting phase in my life because it kind of acted I stock photo acted as a sort of pressure cooker um, uh, combined with my drive to want to make money quickly as a poor uh, a guy you know fresh out of 
college, fresh out of university, uh, needing money, needing to make an impact in that world in some way. You know, whatever whatever worked, I was doing whatever it took to develop a product in the form of an illustration service that would that would lead to some kind of results. Money wasn't the only driver, of course. I wanted to make sure that people liked it and loved it and, sh- and shared it and talked about it. And I wanted to make sure clients were attracted to that style. And that pressure cooker effect um, of um, seeing what things were rejected by the inspectors and th- seeing what was accepted and then ultimately seeing what was bought narrowed me, narrowed my style right down quite quickly. So that in itself will give us a bit of an indication as to what works to develop a style. So at the end of it, I had a very refined, uh, very neat kind of, I, I like to describe it as a sort of Zen garden-esque style of illustration whereby every little piece that I would add to it, to whether it was a map or a scene, every little piece of vector, uh, every little digital sort of piece of imagery that made up the image was was very carefully placed in the same way that a monk might arrange a Zen garden. And and that was kind of that kind of became my signature style. Everything was very neat and sharp and you know there were other elements to it like the whim- the whimsicalness of it and the sort of jokiness of it and the colors. I I tended to sort of stick to a very um a style through its color as well. But all these things came out of what I would say two things. Firstly, what the market wanted and my idea of my audience. I had to I had to always be thinking before I started an illustration um, what kinds of clients am I doing this for? What kinds of people um, am I doing this for? And, and to be honest, in the early, certainly in the early stages of this, I was not very clear on what that was. I, I just knew what kinds of things sold, and I and I I made sure that I created stuff that I thought would have an impact um, in the market, out in the world. And I didn't I didn't have an idea of, of, a, of a refined target. I didn't I didn't know the specific types of companies that would like it. But I just threw through the trial and error of putting it out over and over again, different pieces. I I started to gather a sense of what kinds of things were considered cool and sellable, and what weren't. So that basically, understanding your audience as best as you can is is going to be very important for how your style develops. But it's not the only thing. This this comes with a caveat, and this is on the flip side of the coin here. You need to be speaking really from the heart with what you do. I know it sounds a bit naff, okay. And it probably is a bit naff, but there is, I mean, a huge element, a huge component of one's creative style uh, is is doing is is creating for yourself. So not not just for the audience. The thing is, a lot of people tend to think of this in black and white, and they think it's either all for the audience, it's all for the, it's all for your market, or it's just for you. And I think it's a combination of of, of two. You need to be doing this from the heart you need to be seeking for truth you need to be bringing out as many emotions as you can into the work you need to be you need to be sort of firing yourself up as you create you need to be creating something that brings you to life that's the key thing here remember this if you don't remember anything else from this podcast create what brings you to life create in such a way that you are sort of stirred up with energy and excitement about what you do otherwise um, the recipient of that work is not going to feel it if you are not feeling your own work um, the buyer, the client, the customer is not going to feel it either. Ultimately, we're all humans. We're all connected. We are one and the same. And this is really true. There is that sense of uh, creative. The, the beauty of art, I find, is that it connects people. 
you need to see that spark that exists between people. This is this is the medium through which we can bring people together is creativity. If you create for yourself, you are creating for someone else. But where things get more into the sort of commercial realm and for when you're working for clients and stuff, you need to start getting a little bit more refined about your audience, so the audience side of that. So bring those two together. You have an understanding of audience as well as you can, as tidy and as 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 focused as you can. And then you've got the other side of that, which is doing stuff that you yourself or your team get excited about. Okay. I like to think of it in, in the sense of a sort of target, like a, like a, you have a bow and arrow and there's a, a big straw target, a circular target. Understanding your audience is, is figuring out the direction of where you're standing so that you, that you are directing towards the target. Your audience is the, is the full target, okay? And then bringing your love and passion to it as best as you can, you know, d- doing it in such a way that you're, you're kind of, you get excited about the work, that's, that's the bullseye in the target. So it's two elements. You've got the full target, which is your audience, so you know which way you're facing when you pull the, um, the bow, and then you're you're putting power into that that um, arrow and and refined direct you're refining the direction through the passion you put into it. You're you're creating for yourself. Don't forget that you're creating for others, but you're also creating for yourself. That's the bow and and the bullseye. Okay, that is that is for me a big element of developing style, understanding audience, understanding yourself, bringing the two together. Um, other elements, you know, when it comes to audience, there are so many other pieces involved in that. There are components in that. There's like understanding trends and fashions and knowing what, what is considered old fashioned and what is considered cool. And this is all down to experience. This is about looking into and outward into the market and understanding how trends are evolving and understanding what things tend to be like. And you just have to put the research in. This comes from time. This comes from reading mag- magazines. This comes from um, stalking other creatives' websites. This comes from looking at Instagram. Yeah, Instagram isn't all terrible, but it, you know, be careful with how how long you spend on it. But uh, looking at, looking out there and getting a sense of who is considered cool and influential and who has the big followings. Have a get a sense from those guys. You know, steal as much as you can from the guys who are doing well and get a sense of what is considered cool, and then bring that into your own world. Use those little snippets of research and information to, to then inform how you bring um, yourself to the table, if you see what I mean. Um, ultimately, it's you. You are doing everything through the filter of you, but you need some kind of a sense of direction. Okay, That's what's going to help with the style. <clears throat> hmm. Still with me, folks. Still here. I'm going to have a little stretch. I like to think of podcasts as quite a relaxed affair although i don't want to take up all your time obviously but there's there's something nice in the intimacy that comes with podcasting i can sense that you know you're all you're all there on the other side of the microphone i can't see any of you guys but it's quite fun uh, as a medium anyway i won't rattle on anymore um on unnecessary stuff um but i do like the podcast format you don't you don't feel the need to edit every little piece it's not like a video where everything is on show you can kind of you can imagine me stretching, but I don't have to show it. Anyway, so I hope that made sense. Um, understand your audience, 
figure out how to make yourself come to life when you create as well. I mean, and it's tough when when you have a a, a bone dry client project that you don't really want to work on. How how do you get excited about that? Well, you you got to avoid those projects as as much as you can. If you're in the early stages of your career take whatever you can nothing is too small and too low for you just do the stuff because you need to you need to see um crap projects for clients you don't really want to work for in the early stages of your career as necessary these are these are necessary stepping stones to figuring out uh what kinds of audiences you want to work with and figuring out what makes you come to life there might be little p- bits and pieces of the work that you do that you that that you do enjoy that you can um borrow from and and use to inform your later projects and nothing nothing is is a waste unless you're doing things over and over again which is the definition of insanity right so audience understand yourself do what brings you to life then then comes the second aspect of developing style and voice which is something that we can't avoid and and it was brought up in the question itself, which was the idea of trial and error. And um, trial and error, of course, works best when you do things a lot over and over and over again. And this is this is where I'm getting. You need to be doing things a lot. You need to be checking in with the work day in, day out. If you have subscribed, if you have signed up for being a creative, if you've signed up for doing your own thing, starting your own business being an entrepreneur being a creative entrepreneur you have basically in the small in the small print at the bottom of that contract it says you need to be putting in a lot of work pretty much throughout your career it never really ends it obviously can slow down when you have a bit more control over things but in the early days you need to be facing the fact that you've got to put a lot of content out you have to be creating a lot of stuff. When I say putting a lot of content out, this, that was more of a reference to the marketing stuff. Uh, and we live in a world where really it, it, would, it makes sense to take advantage of the internet and, and it makes sense to get as much attention as you can from the world and build up a following um, as early as possible. So create content. And, and the beauty of creating lots of content to be shown in the, in the world is that you develop your skills. Um, so do that. Show up every day. You've heard it before. Be consistent. I wrote a blog post about this, uh, which is about the 300 rule. Uh, a lot of people write to me saying that they're discouraged about how long things seem to be taking for traction to be taking hold and for anyone to take notice of their work. And I say that you know you should not expect any traction uh, with what you do until you have put out at least 300 individual pieces of of work so that that could be illustrations it could be podcasts it could be articles that you write don't expect any response until you have hit 300 because this factors in the development of style and it's it's really testament to the fact that style is very important people love style the market loves to see style they like to see someone who is um, has clearly put in the time and has experience and has developed something that is really from the heart. You know, style is ultimately representative of uh, the soul of an artist. I think it's also a, it's also representative of the work they put in, and that shows dedication. That sh- that shows um, passion, and people love to see that manifest itself in in the work. So, put in the time. Um, you know, delay your 
delay the reward of finally seeing that traction, finally seeing uh, your style have an impact on the world. And don't do not worry if if the results do not show immediately. You have to put in thousands of hours in the same way that I did with with the illustration stuff. There are layers to this. Obviously, it took me a couple of years really to finally hit the nail on the head with this with my initial style, but it wasn't particularly strong and I would vary it sometimes here and there and over time that would tighten that would tighten up just um, know that you will be putting a lot of work into this then we need to talk about um, feedback um, I like to think of my iStock experience over those two and a half years as a kind of microcosm of how it could uh, and should really work for most creative people, which is that you want to be putting your work out frequently. I, I put a ton of work in. I was a fresh-faced uh, geographer, um, for some reason, doing lots and lots of illustrations because I was kind of driven by that youthful passion and that interest in making passive income and being seen and getting clients. You should, you need to find, emulate that passion and put out tons and tons of stuff. Become a creative maniac. Enjoy the almost painful feeling of... Um, being a creative machine and, and exhausting yourself not not to dangerous levels obviously but put yourself um, into a position where you are kind of ri riding that wave of, of being a, a maniacal machine like creative and, and just and just use as much you know squeeze out as much energy as you can into the creative stuff that is where the gold is it's through that qu the quantity it's through seeing this as a bit of a numbers game and checking in every day putting in as much as you can you only live once don't don't forget that, okay? We have a limited amount of time on this planet. You are you have the privilege of working on something that uh, very few have the, the fortune to. If you have the ability to create art every day, my goodness, you should pour yourself into that with everything that you have, okay? Um, that will then lead to voice. That will lead to style. That will lead to discovering yourself. That will lead to discovering what really makes you tick and that is what it's all about when i write good articles it's only the ones the ones that work the ones that work are the ones that i just feel work they bring me to the verge of tears sometimes and that is the goal that's going to make your audience fall in love with the work um so show up a lot put in a lot of the work what what i was talking about earlier with the eye stock thing um, it's not just about the consistency because you could be churning out the same stuff every day for a hundred years and no one may look up and notice and, and, and care. The, the added spice to all this is that you need some kind of feedback. You need to be aware of what the world is saying about your work. And if you um, are not getting much back, even though you're putting lots in, that is a sign of needing to upgrade by 1%. Take one little step. Think about what you could do to make things a little bit more interesting. If in doubt, it's all about truth. It's all about simplicity. So people like to see things in their purest form, doing the most with the least. The best creative work I find is stuff that isn't over-embellished with, with crap. It's simplified to, the, to its purest form. And this doesn't mean that, that the piece doesn't have to look complex, but those com those complex pieces are necessary. Everything falls into place with the right kind of creative work, okay? Everything has its place, even if something looks like a pile of junk, like the Tracy Emin um, dirty bed. That had, that had a message. Every little piece of crap on that bed 
um, looked to, to to most people like complete like stupidity, but actually there was meaning in every part of it. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about what the meaning was, but you know you you get my drift, right? Creative work is is at its best in its most simple, truthful form. This is this is the trajectory that we should all be moving towards. Finding finding the truth in our work. Um, this is what should guide you. This is again feeling of coming to life that will come from your side this is also the search for truth it's all part of the same side of the coin i'm rambling let me just get my thoughts together so that's all part of it putting lots out but also getting that feedback getting a sense of what is working what isn't so use the stats you get on websites use the number of likes that your images are getting i know that a lot of your hearts are sinking at the sound of uh, like me talking about likes because a lot of the time that's kind of hit or miss and actually a lot of the greatest the best artists tend to get a lot fewer likes so don't take I mean take that with a grain of salt but I'm saying you will get a rough indication from from statistics from um, people that you ask for critiques from mentors get as much help as you can to get as quick feedback on every little piece you put out as you can this is down to you now this is not Somewhat, someone is not going to knock on your door and say, this is how you should change your art. You need to go out there and figure out what it is you need to change to make it better, to be, to, to be more refined, to move closer to truth. And if you really can't figure it out, just do what brings a tear to your eye. Do, what's, do what is truthful. Do what is honest to you because you'll feel it. Um, but otherwise, as I say, because I, I, had, I had inspectors telling me no... I had to throw away hundreds of pieces of illustrations, literally throw them away because I couldn't get them into iStock and they had no use anywhere else because I didn't really care. Uh, and they were, they, I knew they, they were pieces of junk. And uh, so I had lots and lots of rejections. You need to seek out those rejections as well. You need to do things that risk rejection. You know what that is? That's pushing the boundaries, right? It's not putting out the same safe stuff. You need to be pushing it and tempting rejection okay with every piece you put out this is why the controversial artists tend to do the the best they stand out the most because they're pushing the limits and loving that re- that rejection they love that rejection you've got to love the rejection rejection highlights your limitations it, it, it sort of defines the work right you you need those rejections to know okay that's that was a little bit too much obviously you want to you want to you know keep it you know, you don't want to get locked up for this stuff, right? But you want to push push those edges to see where you are. Uh, that is what's going to define your voice because you're, you're not going to have a voice if you don't know where your limits are, right? So push those limits. Try different things. Experiment. This is another thing that I was going to actually slot into the beginning. Uh, I tend to jump about a little bit and I hope you'll forgive me. But a lot of this is about experimentation. And the younger you are, the better with that. Um, spend your 20s trying out lots and lots of different things to figure out which medium, what kind of content you like, you're drawn to. Then you can start narrowing down as the years go on to more narrow um, forms of creative work. The, the narrower you go, I mean, ult- ultimately it's down to narrowness as well. The more the more things you, you, you um, play with, the more skills you play with, the more media you you use the, the more tools and resources that you use the the, the harder it's going to be to develop your style you have to you have to understand that and this is another thing i've got so much to say on this it's crazy but when you see really famous creatives doing lots and lots of different things right they do different things in different media they have 
um, different styles of art. They have different projects on the go. It looks as though um, spreading yourself fairly thin and being a sort of multi-skilled, you know, jack of all trades uh, type of guy is the way to go. But it really isn't if you're getting started. You need to fine-tune something really specific as early as you can once you've done the experimentation, right? So um, I was I was lucky in a way. I just jumped straight into illustration fairly early on. I didn't do much other experimentation, although I kind of did a bit of that behind the scenes in other things. But if you can't figure it out, just just experiment, try different things, see where, see what sticks, see what kinds of things do bring you to life, see what kinds of things you hate, then gravitate to the things that you are more likely to be brought to life with. Do those things, then start to narrow down, start to figure out, make a commitment. Okay, what am I gonna what am I gonna really use as a crucible to develop my voice, my style? Will that be digital illustration? Will it be um, ceramics? Will it be animation? Will it be doing vlogging? Will it be podcasting? Will it be God, I had a good one. It's gone. So you, you get the drift, right? Um, start start broad if you need to. Um, then start to refine it. The narrower you go with something, the more niche you go, the better, the more easy it is to develop that style, that unique selling point, that thing that people are going to remember you for. Then over time, this is why you see these artists going wide, then you have a bit more freedom to try other things, pile on different projects to the stack. You have, you know, they've already, they've already found success in one thing, they're just piling those other things on, that's fine. Um, but you will do yourself a big favor by getting really good, really refined, developing a really clear style with one thing, putting that on its own website and not confusing the market too much with other products yet. Start with something simple. That's really it, I think, for this episode. I have quite a lot more I could I could say on this, but... I will reserve those for later episodes if you guys are interested in hearing more about the development of style and figuring out your voice and finding out ways to connect with an audience. There's tons of stuff I could talk on all this. Please let me know what questions you've got. Send me an email. Uh, again, I will be um, featuring, I haven't done it yet, but I in, in subsequent episodes I will be um, featuring a creative person of some sort roundabout now towards the end of the episode so send your suggestions of your own work or your friend's work that you like to shout out at redlemonclub.com that's email shout out at redlemonclub.com i will have a look through those and post one creative uh, to feature every podcast again send through any comments you have depending on which platform you're on please do like and follow and subscribe and share it with your friends if you got value from this do sign up to the redlemonclub.com newsletter to keep in touch with everything that i'm doing go to redlemonclub.com forward slash slack s-l-a-c-k for the online forum where you can uh, meet a whole range of other creative minds chatting about all kinds of stuff and I hope you enjoyed this. Stay safe, stay cool. Keep making art, and I will see you in the next one.